Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's On a Tuesday, it's All Even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Stitcher. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is grown, baby. That All Even Wave. Get on that wave, I'm trying to tell you. Lots to get into. NBA playoffs, Paul George has struck again. The Clippers survive. I'm going to talk about that. Scottie Pippen has lost his mind and gone nuclear. We're going to discuss that as well. Does Dame really want out of Portland? And also a brand new segment I call What's Your Question? Where people can be able to email and ask questions. And I'll answer them if they're good. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Ah, let's just get into the game, shall we? <laughs> game five between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. Clippers win this game easily, 116 to 102. Paul George has a phenomenal game, 41 points, 13 rebounds, and six assists. He does what he's supposed to do. Stepped up big for his team. They needed him. Marcus Morris had a great game as well. He had 22 points. Reggie Jackson continues to have this renaissance comeback tour. He's going to make a lot of money in the offseason, and some team is going to be miserable when they sign him because I don't know what's going on, but I have a theory. I have a theory. Phoenix loses. Chris Paul does not have a great game. He definitely has a good stat line, 22 points. 8 assists, but he has a minus 15 in regards to his plus-minus. His effectiveness on the court wasn't all that great. The Phoenix Suns just did not look sharp in that game. They're going to bounce back in game 6 and see what happens. Here's my theory, though. I've always said that the basketball gods, they need to come through and, you know, hook me up right now because what the Clippers are doing, they're defying the odds. They were down 0-2 in the first series, won that series. They were down 0-2 in the second series, won that series. They're down 0-2 in this series, down 3-1. They blow the doors off of them in game five. Now we're heading to game six, going back to Staples, going back to Los Angeles. So everything is lining up perfectly for the Clippers right now. And my theory is that there's a jinx going on. There's something in the air that's causing this. 
Something that's going on and I can't put my finger on it. But I finally did. I finally know exactly what's going on. See, I've realized that we've entered bizarro world. We got sucked into that black hole months ago. I understand that. We're here now. But there's something else going on. So you have the Clippers, you have the Suns. Paul George is Paul George. We all know exactly what he has done in his career. He's having a very good playoff right now. He has his ups and downs. He's leading his team. They're on the precipice of possibly getting to their first NBA Finals. We get all that. There's something else going on, though. With the other team, Chris Paul, as great as he is, I call him the franchise builder. He takes teams and he makes them believe in themselves and they can be able to achieve great things all of these things right he did it to the Clippers he did it to the Oklahoma City Thunder and he's doing it with the Phoenix Suns has them on the precipice of the NBA Finals right but this is a guy that the next game he plays in this series will be the farthest he's ever traveled in the NBA playoffs. Chris Paul has never seen a game six in a Western Conference final. The last time we saw him this close was 2017 in Houston, where he shredded up his hamstring and we all know what happened in that series. The rest was history. So Chris Paul is sort of like the, the gateway to this series because this is the guy that was on the Clippers and he was a part of blowing two 3-1 leads as well. He now goes to Phoenix. And who is he playing in the Western Conference Finals? The Clippers. This guy came back when his team was up 0-2. Put up a stinker. The Clippers win. And he hasn't been that good in this series. I'll tell you that right now. So guess what? All of the praise that I've given Chris Paul over these playoffs and all of that stuff, it's over. It's over tonight. I have a new name for Chris Paul. His name is no longer CP3 in my house. It's no longer Chris Paul. His name is Black Cat Paul. Because there has to be some black cat that runs by this guy. There has to be a ladder that he walks under. There has to be something that goes on. Maybe there's a broken mirror in his house. Something is going on with this guy that no matter what team he goes to, that jinx follows. That black cat follows. Phoenix had a 3-1 lead on these Clippers. And they lay a stinker in game five. A stinker. They allow Paul George and Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris to destroy them. Hell, they didn't even play Zubats. They played Terrence Mann in his position. Completely took eight and out of the game. Kudos to Ty Lu for doing this. And if it doesn't get any worse, DeMarcus Cousins comes out of nowhere and scores 15 points in like six minutes. What? This is, this is what I'm saying. Black Cat Paul has struck. And I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if the Clippers come back and win this series. Because this guy has been a part of two epic collapses in his history, in his career. It wouldn't shock me because it's Chris Paul. It wouldn't shock me at all 
because it's bizarro world. It wouldn't shock me at all because it's the Twilight Zone playoffs, and that is exactly what will happen. I just have this feeling, this bad feeling. I had my celebration elimination parade all set up, and the Phoenix Suns stomped on it last night. Stomped on it. Do I think that they have a chance to win game six? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do I think they will? I'm not doing any predictions anymore. I just want to watch the game. I just want to watch the game because my predictions in these bizarro playoffs have been completely shot. Completely shot. Except the Bucks. You know, they they're 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 holding their uh their own over there. Although they're in a dogfight right now, I don't understand. Trey Young is not playing and they're they're not playing well right now. But all in all, things look okay on the east side. Not over there in the West when you have to rely. Listen to this. I have to rely on Black Cat Paul to crush the Clippers. I have to rely on him. Somebody who's never been here before. Him. Somebody who's always been hurt in these situations. Him. Somebody who has choked two, three, one leads away him this is a nightmare nightmare for me everybody's giving paul george's credit now, listen he deserves it he played a hell of a game i can't hate on him after that game a great game but i know who he is it's gonna show up soon game five was game five okay cool now we getting into game six and game seven things are different so we gonna see but like i said who I have to rely on to get the job done? Ah, I can't. Moving on, moving on. Scottie Pippen has lost his mind, y'all. <laughs> Scottie Pippen has gone nuclear. He doesn't care. He is burning everything down. And I enjoy it. Not going to lie to you. I enjoy when an old school player or coach or Somebody, they just go ether and just scorch earth. Because Scottie Pippen has been seething since the Last Dance documentary. He has waited and played his role and been the nice guy and hasn't said anything crazy. He's been biding his time. He's like, you know, my, my book coming out, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Now, book's coming out, he don't care. Because... How he was portrayed in The Last Dance was foul. Because when I was watching it, I thought the same thing. I was like, yo, how are they going to have Pippen come off like this? Like, this is supposed to be a documentary of the team, of how, you know, they, they battle adversity throughout that, that last season, that last run. But they made Pip just look crazy. Saying how he was weak and how can he take this little bit of money and all of this nonsense. Bro, the dude took money because he wanted security for his family. He wasn't hurting for money. Pippen made that money up when he left when he left uh, Chicago. He made money with Houston. He made money with Portland. He made money with Chicago again. But the fact that they had to bring that up about his contract and this. And, you know, you got Jordan talking about, oh, you know, selfish for him not to come in the game. And 
bro, we, we understand what happened where he was mad about who coached getting the shot. Hell, he said it on Dan Patrick's show. He thought that there was some racial undertones. Hey, Jordan is not here. I'm supposed to be the guy. I was an MVP candidate that year. I won the All-Star Game MVP. I was a top five player that year. Hell, probably top two player that year. That's how he felt. And the fact that he never got a shot to even take the last shot, I understand the disrespect. But listen, at the end of the day, Phil made the right call. Tony Kukoc didn't make the shot. So it wasn't a bad call. I understand what he's saying. But for him to say that Phil is racist, ah, for him to say that Jordan, that whole Steve Kerr play was 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 cap, like, ah, ah. He, he, he trying to sell books. I get it, man. Sell your books. You know what I'm saying? But, bruh, <laughs> that ain't it, man. That ain't it. But like I said, I enjoy when somebody does this because it's just, it's must-see TV. He looked crazy. He had the, the, the bottle of something over there. His hair was all over the place. His, his feed wasn't all that great, so it looked all grainy. It, it. It really looked like some viral stuff, man. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. And then talking about Phil with Kobe. Listen, I agree with him in regards to how Phil came off. Like, he coached Kobe. He wrote a book about the situation. Aired out a lot of dirty laundry in the book and then came back to the Lakers. It's like, that's sucker. You know what I mean? But Kobe was looking at it like, listen, it's business. If you can make me win a championship... I'm good with that. That's all I care about. I could care less about your stupid book. I can care less about your, your stupid Montana endeavors, what you do over there. Can you win me a championship? That's all I care about. So respect to the Mamba. Rest in peace to him because he always kept it business. I love that about him. But Phil Jackson is a guy that, yeah, like he talks out of both sides of his mouth and you possibly can't trust him. But to say that they had racial undertones and all that stuff, like, nah, nah. But the real the real story is not his beef with Phil. It's actually that, that dynamic between him and MJ. Like, he was an important part of that dynasty. He was the dirty work guy. Like, if Jordan couldn't guard or didn't want to guard the best player on the other team, he had Pippen to be able to do that. Pippen was the assist guy. Pippen was the gadget guy and did everything. So he had an important role on his team, and sometimes it feels like he doesn't get his just due. It's always, always the best duo in the history of basketball, but why can't he get his share by himself? Like, why can't somebody break down Pippen's game and say, yo, end to end, there was really not five players that were better than Pip historically. Like he can be able to score, rebound, assist, steal, block, great defender. You know what I'm saying? But it's always, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like him and MJ tore it up. Like, nah, give Pippen his due alone. Don't attach them. Let him get his flowers by himself. And the thing is, the last dance gave Jordan his flowers by himself. Everybody else got bunched up. And everybody else got treated like, oh, well, you know, they had issues. But Jordan was, Jordan was this, he was this poster child. He had, he was perfect. No, he wasn't. He had a gambling issue. And according to Skip Bayless, that retirement, quote unquote, 
was a way for them to kind of like, you know, push that under the rug a little bit because things were getting a little crazy. So they got to they had to cool it down. So him walking away from the game, that was a David Stern. Hey, hey, MJ, you know, you got to do this or we're going to have to suspend you. You know what I'm saying? So if that's the case, then golden boy MJ is not so golden. Plus, he had fights with Steve Kerr. He was very intimidating to his teammates. He hazed people and all of that stuff. Not saying he's a bad person, but the way they portrayed him in that documentary was like, yo, don't try to Barristine Bears me. I know the way it's spelt. I saw it. That's like I saw Jordan's career. I saw it unfold. You Don't try to paint a different story of this. That was corny. And Pippen thought it was corny too. So that's why he's going to have a book. And I'm sure he's going to air out a lot of stuff in that book. And I am curious to read it. Not going to lie to you. If he's capped, whatever. Let, let, I just, I just want to read it. Don't, don't even care. Don't even care if it's lies or slant. Let me read it for myself. Because what I watched with that last dance, that was eh, eh. I want I want the pip true. <laughs> Give me the pip and ether. That's what I want. That's what I want. Moving on. Dame, is he going to leave Portland? Is he going to stay in Portland? We have conflicting reports over the last four or five days or so. You know, we had Chris Haynes and a lot of other people saying that Dame is possibly looking for a way out of Portland due to you know, some fan backlash and the coaching candidates and blah, blah, blah. Now we're hearing that, according to sources, that Dame really doesn't want to leave Portland. So what is the truth? Well, hell, we're not going to know that. But we can speculate. We can be able to speculate and say, hey, what does the tea leaves say? You know, can we read between the lines? Can we kind of put some things together here and what I've gathered is that Dame loves Portland that's it's not even disputable he loves the organization he wants to give them a shot but if they can't improve this roster how can they actually be better than they were this season new head coach Chauncey Billups is a winner. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. All of these things. NBA champion. We get it. But he's a first-time head coach. Done great things with the Clippers so far this year. As you see on display. But can he sit in that big chair and deliver what Portland has not been able to deliver in so many years? I just don't think so I'm not saying that Chauncey won't be a decent coach maybe he will but the roster is the issue hell Nurkic came out a couple of days ago and said that he was told that there won't be any roster moves this offseason the only thing that will be changed will be the head coach guess what happened the head coach got changed they have a new head coach now so was Nurkic lying? Possibly not. So if they're not going to improve the roster, 
how does this team move forward? Dame is really contemplating that in his head. And I think he's really looking at, okay, let me sit back and see if there's going to be any moves made. So he's trying to give him a shot like, yo, figure it out or I'm out. I'm on the next thing smoking out of here. And there's a lot of teams that's going to be lined up for him, especially the Lakers. You got uh, the Knicks. You got, you know, you got a couple of teams out there that want him. So, you know, I think he's just biding his time. He's trying to give the organization as much chances to fix this as possible. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't want to jump the gun. He wants to see if they can be able to put something together. If they can't, then he got to do what he got to do. So, you know, respect to Dame. I, I like this position that he's um that he's taken. I personally believe that he's never going to win in Portland. So he just needs to rip the Band-Aid off now and just say, listen, this is where I want to go. These are the teams. Let's figure it out. Moving forward, though, as the Bizarro playoffs continue, the Hawks are up 20 points on the Bucks, and Trey Young ain't playing. And guess what else happened? Giannis went down, hyperextended his knee, was down, writhing in pain for a while. He returned back to the bench now, but he's not back in the game. Hawks are rolling. The, these playoffs, I, I just... If people want to talk about an asterisk in the bubble last year, they got to put an asterisk next to this season. This is the season to put it on. This is crazy. Just, uh, I, I am totally disgusted with these playoffs. I'm going to watch it because I want to see who comes out on top, who survives, because it's not about who wins the championship. It's about who survives. That's what it feels like. This is a joke. To be down 20 points to a Trey Young-less Hawks, no matter if Giannis is down or not, this is crazy. This is crazy. After Chris Middleton had his big night in game three, look at what he's doing in game four. Eight points, three of 13 shooting, eight rebounds, 0 of six from three. This is why people say that Chris Middleton is just not a solidified, solid number two guy because he will give you a phenomenal performance like that and then throw a stinker like this. This is bad. For a team that's supposed to be a good, balanced team, they're getting dogged by... You know what? It may be time for people to stop doubting these Hawks now. They've been doubted in round one. They were doubted in round two. People said they would get steamrolled by the Bucs in the, in the conference finals. Look what we're seeing. Game four, they're up 20 with no superstar. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing, nothing else. Coming up after the break, what's your question? On a Tuesday night, it's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast. Yeah, my nigga's joining. What's up? All Even. All Even podcast. Yo, they even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this going something. All Even. Yo, you. Oh my God. What's up with you, man? Now you go. Well, that's a shout. You keeping this? 
Welcome back, y'all. So now let me introduce my new segment, What's Your Question? Where I have people who listen to the show, they can be able to email, send in their questions, and I'll answer them if there's some good ones. So let's go ahead and pick one here. We have Donald from Birmingham, England. Says, big fan of the show. I love the NBA and wanted to know, where do you think Russell Westbrook plays next? Well, <laughs> I don't know who wants him, honestly. But if I were to pick a spot, uh, I think that I think New York may be an option. I've I've seen rumors floating around that Anthony Davis wants to play with him. I don't want that at all for my team in regards to the Lakers. But I can definitely see, you know, a team like the Knicks, like I said, dark horse team, maybe a team like Boston. I think Boston may take a chance on him. You know, who knows? The fact that they got um, Udoka over there, maybe they want to bring in a guy like Westbrook that has that type of cachet and that that fire and that drive. So, you know, look out for There's going to be a lot of trades that happen in this offseason. I think Russ is going to be one of them. So, you know, look for those two teams to um to definitely have a uh have an impact in regards to acquiring a guy like Russ. But, you know, his market is his market is really not that that high, man. It's 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 tough. You know what he is. You know what he's capable of doing, but that doesn't translate into wins especially in the playoffs so any team any contender that's trying to get a Russell Westbrook you're you're basically only getting him to sell tickets you're you're getting him to possibly try to get you to the playoffs maybe you haven't been there in a while but to get you over the hump or to be a piece to a championship team that's not Russ I, I think that ship has sailed a long time ago for him Still a very productive player, but that's that's basically all he is right now is that he's a stat stuffer. He's not he's not a championship-level guy. He really isn't. All right, let's get to another one here. We have Mark from East Islip, New York. Mark says, what's up, Barry? I love the Knicks and want to know, do you think that John Wall is a good fit for the Knicks? I feel that we need a point guard, and the fact that he has that Kentucky connection with Julius Randle, I think it would be a perfect fit, and it would help the Knicks get over the hump in regards to the playoffs. What are your thoughts? Love the show. Fit or nah? Well, Mark, I could tell you that I don't really necessarily feel it's a, it's a great fit. It's not a bad fit. It's just that John Wall, first off, he has a very big contract. And what would a trade look like to acquire him? He's a, you know, his market is down right now, which may be 
a good thing in regards to the Knicks if they're looking to acquire him. But what does he have left? He's not a guy that can shoot on the outside. He's shown this year that he's very, very athletic. He can still play, still has that burst of speed. But the problem with John Wall is is health. Is he going to be able to stay healthy to be able to help you get to the playoffs or even contribute in those playoffs? John Wall hasn't played in the playoffs in a very, very long time. So that that has to be a part of the decision-making for the Knicks as well. Just because they need a point guard, I don't think that you should be, quote-unquote, diving for everybody that's available or possibly may be available. Like, that's that to me is kind of like, I don't want to use this phrase because he's not trash, but it's like dumpster diving. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just going through there to try to get something because you see this big bin of trash <laughs> that you got to sort through with something. There has to be a diamond in here somewhere. There got to be something valuable in here. But, you know, the Knicks have to be very, very careful in regards to how they go about this, what player that they bring in that locker room. They they have a culture. They 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 did some special things this year. You don't want to really get a guy that possibly can disrupt that culture, not consciously, but just subconsciously. You know, is John Wall a great leader? No, he's not. So normally a guy like Tibbs, he wants a guy that's going to be a point guard and going to be a leader for his team. That's what Tibbs and, and the front office is looking for. So if John Wall can miraculously have that type of, of, of renaissance and that mindset, then maybe, yeah, it, it, it could definitely be a fit. But in my opinion, I don't really think it's an ideal fit. I think that John Wall may need to go to a team. You know, I can say Boston again. I, I, I think the Lakers, I think, um, I think a team like, like Sacramento – Maybe a team like Cleveland, you know, those teams that are kind of just like, you know, they're not playoff teams, but they're borderline playoff teams. So you're not really expecting much in regards to like Sacramento or or to hell, even maybe even Toronto depends on what Larry does and, and see where he goes. But there's a lot of fits. Hell, maybe even Philadelphia. Philadelphia may be a fit for John Wall. But in regards to the Knicks, I, I just it's a little clunky because they need they need guys that can be able to shoot and fill it up. You trading for for John Wall and possibly keeping Derrick Rose, you got two point guards that can't shoot on the outside. So it kind of it, it, like I said, it's a clunky fit. But great question. Uh, thank you for the support. Thank you for the email. Let's get to one more question here. We have Brennan from Norfolk, Virginia. He writes in and says, <laughs> this is a funny question. What's up, Barry? Love the show. Love your takes on the players that you hate and can't stand. So my question for you is, if you had to pick between Paul George, Rudy Gobert, and Kyle, <laughs> and Kyle Kuzma, who would you pick to be your teammate in a two-on-two? You have to pick from these three. Brennan, that this is this is this is rough. This is a rough one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um <laughs> if I had to pick between Waldo George, Rudy Gobert, and Kyle, I miss Brandon Ingram Kuzma. Um Oh my God. 
give me Rudy Gobert. <laughs> give me Rudy Gobert. I'm sorry, because at least if I shoot, Rudy Gobert can be able to grab the rebound and dunk it. I, I am not relying on Waldo George. I'm not relying on Kyle Kuzma to do anything else for me. Give me Rudy Gobert. Book it right now. I, I, I Listen, there's no way I can be able to pick Waldo George for anything. Uh, no, no, no. I got to stay consistent. Kyle Kuzma, the same thing. I, I I can't do it. I can't do it. But love the question, Brennan. Thank you for your support for the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for your email. That was fun. I I like that. So that's what I'll probably do every Tuesday. I'll probably do like three or four, give my best answers for them. But just please, no, please don't torture me with Clipper questions. I just, I, I can't, I can't do it. I, I'll, I'll just discard those if you continue to send Clipper questions my way. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday night. It's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also, check us out at cigarjensengals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So who's my candidate for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is the WWE. Yes, Vince McMahon and the WWE, they are my candidates for. Because ladies and gentlemen of the jury, (laughs) this is a funny, it's a good one. WWE has always been, you know, a, a place where people get their entertainment. You know, they love their wrestling. They love you know, the storylines, they love the, the the suspense of it. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, the list goes on, right? All of these great characters have come about, and storylines have been good. You had Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, and Kane rips the door off the cell, and that's when we first get introduced to Kane, and Kane is Undertaker's brother, and they have this long, like, everything was so good, right? But now, Vince McMahon and the WWE decide that they're going to completely go away from, like, people who know the business. People who have been in the business for 20, 30, 40, 50 years that know how storylines work. No, no, no. He's going to go ahead and hire people who have no idea what wrestling is. Q comedy writer Kenise Mobley. Now, I'm not going to go ahead and bash this young lady about her being hired by WWE but I have to say this Kenise Mobley was hired as a writer to be on WWE's flagship program Monday Night Raw Kenise doesn't know anything about wrestling and she told them this and they said no it's fine come in So she said, okay, she was told to come in, and 
she said that you know she's supposed to be working with a guy that's on the roster black guy named bobby ashley or lashley i'm really supposed to know his name but he was in this group called the the hurt business and they wore suits and they were like hey we're cool like this is verbatim what this young lady said she has no idea about who this guy is what his importance is to the company and what she's supposed to do she's hired as just a writer you can't make this up Vince McMahon has turned WWE into a reality show like newsflash people who don't respect wrestling and all that stuff all that's cool but these people put their bodies on the line they 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 are entertainers they're supposed to be taken seriously back in the 60s and 70s wrestling was wrestling was serious like people people really enjoyed it they thought it was it was real that they, they brought that emotion and that passion to the building every night they wanted to beat up wrestlers and have fights in the parking lot because they were like you're not gonna beat up my favorite guy i don't like you as a heel but Vince McMahon completely said, no, we don't care about all that. Bringing comedy writers, bringing this to this. I but the funny thing is, here's the funny part. Is that after she does this podcast called Asian Not Asian. I don't, I don't really know what it means. I'm not going to touch that. WWE fires. <laughs> they fire her. And they're like, oh, the cat's out of the bag. Oh. We, we, we have to hide this. They were never supposed to know that we just hire regular writers off the street. <laughs> what is going on in the business that I love? Vince McMahon has turned the WWE into a circus. It's a complete circus. And nobody knows what the hell is going on. Nobody respects the sport. People aren't watching anymore. There's not like tens and millions of people tuning in every night. There's like maybe one and a half million, two, two million people. They're not generating any new fans. They're firing people left and right just to make the books look good. This is what happens when you have a publicly traded company. It's now garbage. It's now garbage. You don't recognize the, the, the stars that are there. They got one guy over there that's holding it down. Nobody else matters. They have comedy writers and people that are just off the street. They don't care about the, the business. That's fine. It's fine. That's like me. You're going to trust me to drive a truck across country when I've never drove a semi-truck in my life. I've driven a SUV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've driven the um the Home Depot truck. I've, I've driven the U-Haul truck. It's the same thing, right? Same car. We can be able to fix. No, it's not. It's not the same thing. You get people in the business that know about the business that can write for the business. Movie people are not going to take some poetry writer and write a screenplay they're not doing it they need somebody with experience they need somebody that can be able to put things together no not wwe any if you're a writer if you know how to put pen to paper you're hired <laughs> stupid ass company and whatever facelift Vince big man got maybe it has gotten to his brain because i I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on over there. They're not operating like the same smart company that they were operating like 20, 25 years ago. It's just not, it's not the same thing. 
You come up with the WWE Network, that was cool. Then you sold it to Peacock. It's now crap because they took over a whole bunch of stuff. It's just nonsense. Every time you try to give the WWE credit and try to move forward and support them, they do something to just slap you in the face. It's enough. It's enough. I think this is the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people. Oh, you, you're going to hire a writer and you're going to fire her because she, she aired out dirty laundry. Like, yeah, she's a dummy for that. But you guys are twice as stupid for hiring her in the first place. Ah. So WWE, you may have finally hit rock bottom and you really appealed to the losers in the basement. But today you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcasts. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcasts. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.